0: seek Your face and know You and love You. Uh, Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for Jose and Brenda. We're so grateful for the people who have shown up to uh, celebrate what You're doing in and through their lives. And we're so grateful for this congregation who's banded together to uh, serve and bless and honor. And so, Father, I do, I do pray that there would be a sense of Your awesomeness here, that You would be lifted very, very high, honored in all things, celebrated at every point in this service, and that, Father, there would be no, no doubt that You are King and Lord and God. I pray, Lord, for those that are here who have heard of Jesus but don't walk in him, I pray that that would change today. I pray for those who uh, have heard about Jesus but don't live for him, I pray that would change today. Lord, I pray that those of us here who desperately need to know you in a deeper, more intimate way, I pray that that would be the result of today. Help us, oh God, as a church, uh, to love you, to know you, to seek you, to draw glory to you. Because you're a wonderful and holy and great God. For we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. So grateful that you're here. Welcome, Recovery House of Worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so glad um, that you're here. We have very little time. And we have a lot of stuff to do. So I want you to go ahead. If you have a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open up to Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26. If you don't, I believe you have a sermon map in your bulletin. Um, you can go ahead, a sermon map in your bulletin. So if you open up your bulletin, if you don't have a Bible, you know. When I first started to come to church, I didn't bring my Bible. You know why? Because I wasn't a church person. Only church people bring their Bibles to church, right? And I want you to be church people, by the way. Um, But we thought of you. If you're new, we thought of you. And so if you didn't bring your Bible, if you have a bulletin and you open up the bulletin, the scriptures are right in there. If you don't have your bulletin, if you weren't given one, the ushers are walking around and they're ready to give you a bulletin um, right off. Okay, so kind of put your finger there. We have a lot of rumbling and, uh, going on, but I want you to concentrate as best you can, okay? Will you do that? No, that's not very encouraging. All right, okay, I want you to concentrate and do the very best you can. Will you do that? Yeah. All right, okay, let's try Let's do this, okay? All right, so today we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, but more than anything else, we're going to talk about the church you've dreamed of going to. Today we're going to talk about the church you've always dreamed of going to. And the church that I'm going to send you to. By the end of this service, I'm going to send you to that church. And just to give you the end in the beginning, it's right around you. It's the, pe- it's the person sitting in your seat. You're going to be able to go to the church that you always dreamed of because God is going to create in you the kind of person He's always dreamed of you to be. So it's going to start. Listen to me. The church that you've always dreamed of is not somewhere out there over there. No, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. That church is this community living for Jesus. Does that make sense? And so we're going to look at God's word and we're going to see. Now, I'm going to, um, when I, I wasn't like, I'm, you know, I wasn't like born into a Christian family or anything like that. Anybody here who was not born into a Christian family? Go ahead. Shoot up your hand. All right. OK. Yeah. Right. It's like a lot of us. Right. And so. And even if you were, it doesn't automatically make you a Christian. Um, you know that. Right. And so. But I, I just didn't have the benefit. At least my children. And the children of some of us here are being raised in a household where Christ's name is lifted high and and the Bible is honored and all that other stuff. So there's benefit in that. There's real benefit in that. And some of you are raising your grandchildren and your children in that sort of environment. So that's beautiful. But that wasn't my story. And so um, there was a lot of things that had to change. It reminds me, actually, of when I first decided to be healthy. When I first decided to be healthy is when I stopped using drugs, right? So I was like, I stopped using drugs. I I started to go to a 12-step program, and I got clean, right? And I'm like, wow, this is great. But then I decided I needed to be uh, healthy. And so what I decided to do was I'm going to go to the track at McCarran Park, which is where the uh, Memorial Day uh, picnic is going to be. Well, that track, I started to run around there. And as I was running around the track, um, I finished my run, and do you know what I did directly after that? I took the cigarette out of my ear and I lit it up. Some habits die hard, huh? And so I would run, and I did that for a few weeks, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, really hard. <laughs> Where's the Marlboro? <laughs> it's like, you know, that was not wise. Listen to me. Come close. I see Christians do that all the time. You understand that I'm not talking about running tracks in Marlboros at this point. I see Christians coming to Christ, asking Him to be Lord, King, God of all, and living like Jesus was not the Lord of their lives. Like it's living like Jesus has nothing to do with their decisions, their future, their choices. It's as if they're running running around tracks hoping to get healthy, but then lighting up cigarettes. They say things like, God understands. They say things like, He'll forgive me. They say things like, like, well, I'm only human. And then at that point, I would push back And say, I suppose, but you're missing out on so much. You're losing so much. Like, I suppose if I um, go outside my marriage and sleep with another man, I suppose that my wife and my children will forgive me. I suppose that they might wish me well and pray for me. But I'd be missing out on quite a bit. Do you understand what I'm saying? That there's, you miss something. And so today we're going to talk about not so much you as an individual, but us as a church. We're not going to talk about you as a person, but we're going to talk about us as a community. We're going to talk about the church that you've always dreamed of. But the church that you've always dreamed of starts with you surrendering and looking to Jesus as Lord, King, Savior, God, all and all. And so last week, we looked at uh, Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. You'll remember we said that freedom is doing not what you ought, uh, want, but doing what you ought. Remember the examples that we gave about that, right? That everybody goes, freedom, oh yeah, freedom means I do whatever I want, and that's why Christianity is not attractive, because you feel like if you come to Christianity, you can't drink that much, you can't smoke the weed, you can't, you can't go to the club, you can't do the thing, you can't. and I get it, I get it, I get it, because, you know, the truth is, when it comes to you, you think you're the smartest person in the room that when it comes to you and your actions your behaviors your habits the things that you're doing listen to me you think that you're the you're the foremost authority on that and i'm telling you it's just not true it it's simply not true listen whenever you see whenever you see i read a quote the other day and it simply said this it said that the second half of a man's life is simply the byproduct of the habits he created in the first half. The second half of a man's life, person, woman, man, mankind, the second half of a man's life is the byproduct of the habits he created in the first half. And so it's no wonder. We go to the doctor and he says, you know, high cholesterol, you know, uh, you need to lose weight, you need to get in shape. He goes, well, we've, we, don't you understand? We've developed a habit of eating poorly and not exercising. Oh, you know what? I'm on my 15th relationship and he's not Mr. Right, but he's Mr. Right now and that'll do. No, 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 don't you understand? I'm not going to change it because I've developed a habit of doing that. Listen to me. Today, what we're going to talk about is living by the Spirit, which means if we do that, we will be the church you've always dreamed of. And let's face it, some of you stopped going to church. Some of you used to go to church and you stopped going because you said, those hypocrites, and they don't understand. and Why don't they do, you know, right, right? Like, do we not do that? Like, it's not, not, right? And so, listen to me, listen to me. You could become the kind of church you wish you could have been to. You could be that for someone else. You could be that. So, with that being said, we have a habit, a tradition, a a semblance where we stand when we read God's Word. And the reason is, it's because God is holy and perfect and pure. And when He speaks, there's there's a different deal. He's holy and perfect and pure. So let's read. We're going to read from verse 16. Jump down to verse 16. I know you have it till verse 13, and then goes on, but we did 13 through 15 last week, so we're going to do 16 through 26. Okay. And the Word of God reads, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, you will be living out the Scriptures. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Verse 25. Let's read it all together. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let's keep on reading. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. May God bless the hearing and the reading of his word please be seated Listen God does not merely want us to attend an institution visit an address on Sundays at 11 God wants to see his spirit lived out in our lives And listen even if you don't want this for yourself you want it for the people of the rest of the people in this church Like, if you don't want to be, even if you want to be selfish, you don't want that for the rest of the congregation. Who wants to go to a selfish congregation, right? If you want to, listen, if you want to, even if you want to still drink your Bacardi and do your thing and and all that other stuff, you don't, you don't want everybody, you don't want the guy who's on the road doing that, right? You certainly don't want the bus driver who's driving your kids around doing that, right? Drunkenness is okay for you, but it might not be okay for the guy who's driving your kid. Right? So even if you don't want this for yourself, you want this for everyone else. So what I want you to do is I just want you to press in a bit closer. Because the fact is, is that some things I'm going to talk about you just don't want for yourself. You'd like to run around the track and, and light up a cigarette. You'd like to start moving in a direction, but hold on to some old stuff. And I'm just telling you, I just don't know how to shoot this any straighter. You lose. Tu pierde. You don't win. So we're going to briefly, we're going to look, okay. I wanted to do this scripture like really detailed, like kind of how we do all this stuff, but we have a wedding that's going to happen in like five minutes, and all of y'all are waiting for that. So we're going to today do the 30,000 foot view, all right? We're just going to look down, we're going to appear, there's so much more here. There's so much more here, but we're just going to get a sort of a, 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 grab a hold of what's happening here. Is that okay? All right. So jump down to verse sixteen. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Listen to me. When the, when you hear the Bible says, walk by the Spirit, and you will not, uh, uh, or not by the flesh. What it's saying is, live the new life that Christ has given you, and don't go back to the old way of life. That's what the Bible is saying. Because the Bible knows nothing. The Bible knows nothing of Christians who desire sin. The Bible knows nothing of that. That's like. That's like, man, that's like a, all right, let me not do that. But that's not what the Bible, um, I got, is a lot of editing going on in my mind, believe me. <sighs> so, this is harder than it looks. So, um, listen to me. That is, a, that is like a wife marrying her husband and saying to him, I really would like to continue the relationship with my ex-boyfriends. At that point, the husband, if he has any sense at all, would say, uh, no, <laughs> um, I, I don't think so. And if you're Puerto Rican, you find that body in different plates of the state, right? Like, that's, a, that's just like, that's like real strong. Like, if you're Puerto Rican, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You've had ex-boyfriends? That's like if you're Puerto Rican, right? And so, and so, you'll get that later. And so, um, the fact is, the Bible knows nothing. The Bible knows nothing of christians who desire to live for satan the bible knows nothing of the kind of arguments that we give god will forgive me uh uh you know god understands god knows my heart by the way the next time you say god knows your heart that should cause you to fear that should oh my goodness when i when i think that god knows my heart i go oh thank god for jesus Woo! give me jesus don't know my heart. Don't test me according to my heart. Because if you test me according to my heart, oh, one way, first class to hell, boy, I ain't going nowhere quick but hell. You kidding me? Yeah, God knows my heart. And thank God that Jesus has saved me for that. But God knows nothing of this double-minded, twisted thinking, back-turning to God. God knows nothing of that, not for Christians. Now, if you don't know Jesus and you're living like that, You are normal. It is your very nature to not want to do God's will. It's what the Bible says. But listen to me, listen to me. You have an opportunity today. Hear me. It's better. There is better for you. And so when the Bible says... So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The Bible is saying, live in the new life that Christ has given you. Because Christ, if you surrender your heart to Jesus, Christ is Lord, King, and God. And he directs, leads, inspires, encourages, leads, encourages, directs, strengthens. He does it all. Jesus does it all. And you're a different, listen. You're di- and some of you know what a little bit about that, right? Isn't it true? That some of you used to drink things you ought not drink and smoke things you ought not smoke and, and use needles when no doctors were around and and um and and you right isn't that true that some of it listen to me what happens what happened anybody know what happened listen to me what happened when you went back to your old friends and your old neighborhood after like a year of you not going in that direction. What was the first thing? Something's changed. You look different. There's something. You're like a new person. As we walk in Christ, I want that for you. I want that for every one of you. And if there's no change, maybe there's no Christ. And we can talk about that. But we want what's, what God wants for us. Now, what I'm telling you here today, because I know some of you think that in order to be a Christian, you've got to do this and then God will like you. That's not the truth and that's not what I'm telling you. And if you hear me saying that it's because you were raised on some stuff that just wasn't true, so I want you to know that's not true. I, listen, you can't. You cannot. If you could make your way into God's good graces by your kind acts, if you could do that, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. When Jesus was at the Garden of Gethsemane and God the Son speaking to God the Father saying, Father, if there's any way that this cup could pass from me, he would, the Father would have said to the Son, and this is God the Son speaking to God the Father. They could have figured something else out. He would have said, yeah, just tell him to be really good. Try really hard and you don't have to go to the cross. But let me tell you something, that's not the truth, isn't it? The truth is that Jesus has died, and you don't have to earn forgiveness. He's given it to you already. But he wants you to appropriate, to receive. It's a heck of a thing. It's a heck of a thing for you to be walking day in and day out, me to give you a car and say, here's the keys to the car. It's on the corner of such and such and such and such. You to take the keys and never drive the car. It's an offer. Take the offer. So living by the spirit versus living according to the flesh is living in my new life in Christ or going back to my old life. Don't do it. Don't go back to your old life. Okay, we got to move much faster than that. Verse 17. For the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. My past, my past longings. They, have you ever been tempted to do stuff that you don't want to do? Am I the only one who does who has this is am I is there anybody else who gets tempted all the time. All the time. Because my, my memories go back to a past experience, a past time, a past, you know, my memories go back to a past way I used to treat my wife. My memories go back to a past way I used to react towards others. I said, listen to me. The Bible is saying that, that is in total contradiction totally bucking horns with what the Spirit wants. Verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Simply put. You know how like you go, oh, the Bible, there's like so all these rules and I just can't keep up and I'm not sure what to do and I don't know. And listen to me. Listen to me. Be led by the Spirit. You'll do the whole Bible if you're led by the Spirit. How about that? And if you don't know what uh, the Spirit looks like, look at last week's message. We are free for the purpose of loving. We are freed to love. That's it. And so you're not sure? You're not sure what that looks like? Your son has been using for 20 years, and he comes home? Let me tell you what love looks like in that moment. It doesn't look like codependence. It doesn't look like giving him another $20 so he can get another fix. Let me tell you what love looks like. Love looks like double locking and triple locking that door and saying, please, Get some help. There's this, and putting a card under the door. Because I love you. I can't enable you anymore. Love is the most dynamic and powerful thing in the universe. It's the reason. Let me tell you something. Love doesn't look like codependence. Love doesn't look like your sappy version of love. Love looks like Jesus. Jesus. And so So that's what it is to live by the Spirit. If you're gonna live by the Spirit, you look like Jesus. Verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Okay, quick list. Alright, see if you mess you know, identify with any of these. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. Now, listen, listen to me. This is very, very important. We could name a million things. Now, remember I said there was going to be a lot of hustle and bustle? You guys aren't paying attention. I need you to focus here, okay? Focus here, okay. Right. Now, listen to me. This is very, very key. This is very important. There are tons of sins that you and I struggle with that are not of God. Tons of them. And all the sins, most of the sins that you and I struggle with, most of the sins that you and I struggle with, listen to me, affect someone else. Don't kid yourself. Go. Oh, but I'm not hurting nobody else. I'm not. I'm not messing with nobody else. I understand. Listen to me. Listen to me. You're kidding yourself you're kidding yourself. If you don't think that the way you treat your wife affects your kids, you're kidding yourself. If you don't think that the way you you respond to your boss at work doesn't affect the environment, you're kidding yourself. If you don't think your private addiction in your room is not hurting anybody else, you're kidding yourself. You're living in a fantasy world. You're kidding yourself. It's a corporate thing. And I long for us, I long for us to be the kind of church that doesn't make excuses for sin, but seeks out God's favor in grace and spirit and in truth. So, this is the list that Paul gives because it's very specific to his community. If I made that list here, can anybody help me with what that list might look like? I wonder. What would it look like? Hey, if I made a list for your life, what would it look like? Right? Do you love the boy more than you love Jesus? Do you worship at the boy's altar, i.e. his bed, more than you worship at Jesus? Is, hey, let me ask you this. Is, listen, do you love money more than you love Jesus? You love your grandkids more than you love Jesus. Anything that you put before Jesus, you've made an idol of it. Listen, I want so bad for us to be the church. But what would be your list? This was specific to the list in Galatia. What's yours? God says, don't do that. Don't live for that. Be filled, be drunk, be satisfied, be overwhelmed, be f- with Jesus. Then it goes on. And there's so much more to say about this. It's a shame. Um, I'll get back. I, I pray to be preaching here for a long time, so we'll get back there, I'm sure. All right. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so here is where I wanted to sort of spend some time. Now, we don't have time to look at these fruit of the Spirit individually. But I I do want you to know the singular version of the word fruit. It's not fruits of the Spirit. It's fruit of the Spirit. You can't say, hey, I have an awful lot of kindness... But boy, I got no patience. No, no, no. Then you don't have kindness either. Because it's the fruit of the Spirit. You go, oh man, do I have peace in my life? But man, I, I don't have any long suffering. Well, you don't got peace neither. Because it's fruit, not fruits. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these there is no law. In other words, you won't, find a, a, you won't find a sentence in the Bible that will contradict love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You just won't find it. It won't be there. So hear me. We're going to look at this. But I don't want you to look at this as just for you. I want you to look at this As recovery, I'm not speaking to just the person in your seat. I'm speaking to recovery house of worship. In other words, eight of the nine aspects of the fruit of the Spirit that we're going to speak about here have to do with one another. Have to do, because listen. All right, so let's just quickly go through with them. Like for instance, if you want to talk about experience, your experience in the believing community, it should be filled with joy, joy. And peace. Right. When you come, you should look forward. We should look forward to connecting with one another. We should not. I can't wait for this picnic. I can't wait for my small group. I can't wait for warriors, soldiers and men. I can't wait to get together. I can't wait to fellowship with one another. I can't wait. I can't wait till next week when a bunch of you come over to my house. And you know every other week um, I do this thing in my house and you're welcome. You should make plans for next week to hang out with me next week. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I make pizza and it's delicious. I can't wait. But listen to me. Listen to me. If you are not experiencing joy and peace in this community, let me ask you to be the joy and the peace in this community. Not only is it the experience that we receive, this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, well, in particular, like joy and peace, experience in this community, but also our attitude in this community. And here's, listen to the fruit that relates to our attitude in this community. Gentleness, forbearance, self-control. Listen. You know what forbearance is? It's long-suffering. It's like patience. It's, you, it's being wronged and forbearing it. If you were going to squat, you would be bearing under the weight. you are for, Watch this. Forbear is to pre-bear. Go, you know what? Ron knows I'm going to offend him by the end of the day. He knows it. And you know what he he's saying to himself? He goes, I love and forgive him anyway. I haven't offended him yet, but he knows it's coming because I have a habit. I'm that guy. Right? Can you think of one person in this church who's that guy? Right? You know that somebody's thinking of you, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. It's just like that. Sure. Sure. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is key. This is key. Forbear. Forbear. If you want to experience your attitude, your attitude, this community's attitude. I pray, like you know that, you know that we have a tremendous reputation. We have a phenomenal reputation amongst people who in the actively addicted community. Do you understand? Not, I'm not talking about any particular 12-step program. I'm talking about people in the actively addicted community. People who are drunk right now. People who are shooting up right now. People who are smoking right now. People who are snorting right now. People who are using right now. We have a phenomenal. Reputation because our entire church is like loves on people like that. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. That's not enough. Not just that community. See, I'm not talking about your reputation with that community. You might work in the, the field, you might be very helpful in that field. I'm talking about Recovery House of Worship in general sees people. Every week come to our front office and say, I've got a problem with drinking. Can you send me to a detox? I need help with a halfway, you know, get me into a halfway house. I need a detox. I need to Anybody here who's seen that before? In our, yeah, if I'm lying, I'm dying, right? Like there's a bunch of us who have seen this. It happens every week. We have a reputation. Listen to me. I want us to have a reputation. Of a community of people because we're the body of Christ right want us to have the reputation that looks like Jesus that when anybody walks by they this is what I would love for everyone to say you know those people that go into that building I don't know their name I don't know anything you know what I don't even believe what they teach in there but I love being around them I'm not even sure I like their views on this or that or this particular political issue or that particular stance. But you know what? They're a wonder to be around. If we were a church like that, we'd have good problems. We'd have problems like you'd have to stand on the walls. We'd have to have multiple services. We'd have to be... Because listen to me. You can't. There's nowhere else in the world where people can experience that. And our attitude should be that of gentleness. That's what the church should look like. That's what the body of Christ should look like. Goodness. I'm sorry. Gentleness, forbearance, and self-control. But it doesn't just end with our experience and our attitude, but it's also our behavior. Our behavior should be that of love and kindness and goodness. Love, kindness, and goodness as a community we need to display the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self control so here's what's going to happen here's what's going to happen listen to me by the end of this service you're going to have an opportunity to practice one or more of these you're going to have to forbear you're going to have to be kind you're going to have to be patient you're going to have to be loving you're going to have, listen before you leave this building forget about next week before you leave this building and and your response in your heart should be that of the church it should look like the church it should look like Jesus it should look like love it should look listen it should look should look beautiful. And so, this is officially the shortest sermon I've ever preached in Recovery House of Worship in my whole life. Against such things, there is no law. You will be living out the scriptures, and you will. And you will. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So, you know what that means? You know that you're going to be tempted? You're going to be tempted. Tempted to be, lose patience. Tempted not to act kindly. Tempted. And do you know what you do? You go, Jesus, I can't do this. You do this in me. Crucify it. Crucify it. Crucify it. Every day, crucify it. And you go, but I want to go back to the immorality, the, what, what the, the flesh desires, which is uh, uh, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, and discord. Listen to me. Crucify. Um, I, I told you this a little bit of this story before. Um, I, and I close. Uh, I was running on a boardwalk. I told you the story, right? Remember the story? running on a boardwalk. As I was running on the boardwalk, some guy was sitting there who looked really intimidating. He looks fantastic now. He's in the room. But he looked really intimidating. Um, Chris, would you stand? Would you, look, I want you, Chris, to stand. Look, God, I want you to stand because I want you to see how big you are. <laughs> yeah, Chris. you God. Now watch this. Chris, Chris is on the boardwalk and he's reading his Bible. And he's just confused and hurt. And God says, speak to him. And I'm like, no. (laughs) I've seen, and he had like a big old hair thing happening then, right? And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, he doesn't look very happy. And so, but but listen to me. Jesus is bossy. (laughs) Jesus does not give suggestions. He only gives commands. And so I turned around and I said, hey, how you doing? Don't hit me. Not quite. Um. (laughs) Not quite, not quite. It wasn't quite like that. I'm um, being silly, but I found out that he was reading his Bible, and that he was confused and hurt. And We had about a 20-25 minute conversation. Well, that grew, and then I met some of his friends, and uh, they just God, just doing beautiful thing, beautiful thing. Like it's, it's amazing, and so they're studying the Bible, and they're praying. And they're seeking after God now. Isn't that cool? And now listen, listen, listen. And I go running. Some of you know this. I'm like kind of into fitness. So I go running. And so I, you know. So I invited all of them. Only one of them took me up on it. Right? Me and Jose are running. And so we start talking about living by the Spirit. And he starts sharing with me about how the Spirit is moving him to marry the girl that he's been with for a long time. Now, do you understand in this generation, that's odd. In this generation, everybody thinks, no, I don't need to get married. No, I don't need to obey God. No, I don't need to obey the laws. No, no, no. We're already married in our hearts. That's like the mantra of this generation, right? The mantra of this generation was, no, 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 no. We, we don't need no, what, what is it? We don't need no paper, right? Is that it? With the hands on the hips? We don't need no paper from Man. Yeah It's everywhere. It's the mantra of this generation. It's totally lawless. And he said, You know what? The Holy Spirit is leading me to honor my wife and to live by the Spirit. And so he's getting married today, right now. Jose, come on down. Yeah, you just come down. No, you. Jose. Jose. All right. We'll do it this way. All right. Let's clap. Woohoo! Yeah!